The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to Psalm number 12, we'll begin reading with verse number 1 after prayer. Father, I come now in Jesus' name, thanking you for this day, thanking you for this time, and I thank you for the truth of the words of the Lord which are before us today. Help us to be a help to your people. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Psalm number 12. Verse number one, help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fell from among the children of men. They speak vanity every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things, who have said, with our tongue will we prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. And so we find the occasion for this psalm to be unknown. So we leave it where it is. But one thing is for certain. This was a time in the life of David when he felt surrounded, when he felt abandoned by those who should have been by his sign. And we see three main thoughts emerge from the text. A cry for help, verses 1 through 4. A response of help, verses 5 and 6. 
and a reason to hope. Verses 7 and 8. First, a cry for help. We see the complaint in this prayer in the first two verses. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fell from among the children of men. The complaint here is not one of a sinful nature. David is mourning, but he is not murmuring. This is an expression of grief, of regret, of pain, a lamentation. Yes, David is crying for help. This is faith complaining, expressing its grief before the Lord. The scene around David disturbed him in verse 1. He found himself to be in a time when iniquity was prevailing. Men were deserting in their hearts. Godly men were ceasing to be. They were coming to an end. Faithful men were failing who once stood beside him. They were dispersing. They were disappearing. This is the scene David saw all around him. But then the sin around David disturbed him. Does the sin around you disturb you? The sin around David disturbed him greatly. He saw that men were guilty of being double in their hearts when they should have been godly, when they should have been faithful and said truth with their mouth and carried honesty in their lips. They were saying one thing with their mouth and with their lips, but their hearts were contemplating another matter altogether. Yes, there was deliberation in their voice, but there was deception in their heart. They spoke with flattery, and with a double heart did they speak. The sin disturbed him. And this sin, yes, this awful scene around David, stirred within his heart conviction. Not only did he have a complaint, But he had a conviction in this prayer. We find it in verses 3 and 4. It is a strong reliance upon the Lord and his power and his faithfulness. David says in so many words in verse 3 that the pride of man shall be cut down. Yes, in verse 4, the presumption of man shall be cut down. Verse 3, the Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Now the proud things which are spoken are revealed in verse 4, for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, and these proud words reveal a spirit of rebellion. They reveal a position of presumption on man's part. Man feels himself to be his own Lord, in control of every part of his life. And here, in this context, it is the tongue, it is the lips. And so man's speech is the subject here. And in his speech, man most often denies and most often defies the Lord. His presumption is revealed by his words, and his wicked heart is seen before the Lord. And James would have us to know that the tongue is a world of iniquity, It is full of deadly poison. It is set on fire of hell. God will not only deal with the tongue which is proud, but he will deal with the tongue which is presumptuous in his own time. But not only a cry for help, but a response of help. The Lord responds with protection in verse 5. 
First, God stands up for the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy. Now will I arise. God steps up off his throne, and he is taking up the cause of those who cannot help themselves. And then finally, God speaks up. He says, Now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. God will have the final word. He will speak with finality. He speaks his mind, and with the power of his word, he surrounds his own with an impenetrable safety, and he will protect from the flattering, deceiving words of the double-hearted men who are ungodly and unfaithful. The Lord responds not only with protection, but also with purity. Verse 6, I believe the Lord is still speaking here, giving testimony as to the faithfulness of His own word. Yes, His own words. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth. Here is help for the soul. Here is a word you can count on in every word. God's words are that which we can rest in, rejoice in, and rely upon. His words are pure and purifying. They have been through the floods and fires of the ages and come through untarnished. They have been through the tests and trials of the enemies and come through triumphant. Try as he may, the devil has never ever been able to destroy nor devour the word of God. It is pure and can be trusted. Not only a cry for help, a response of help, but a reason to hope. Praise God, we have the word of the Lord, pure, purified, and preserved. But the devil has brought much confusion into this world concerning the words of the Lord. But a reason to hope, something must be recognized. It is this, that the pure words of the Lord are perfect, preserved, and protected. You would have to destroy God to destroy His Word. This gave David reason to hope, to know that God's words could be trusted because they would always remain faithful and true. It is strange to me how those who proclaim the inspiration of the Scriptures seem to have a problem with the preservation of the Scriptures, and therefore they refuse to reject all of the modern versions and settle on the truth that there can only be one right translation. They cannot all be right. Can God not preserve His words? Yes, He can. Has not God preserved His words? Yes, He has. And without apology, we say that we know and believe that God has preserved His Word in our beloved King James Bible. Yes, we have the inspired, infallible, inerrant, immortal, an indestructible word, and even the words of the Lord preserved for us in our King James Bible. Praise God for a Bible. Praise God for the book 
which we have from the Lord. And so something must be recognized. This is our reason to hope, but something must be remembered. The wicked walk on every sign when the vilest men are exalted. Wickedness will continue to prevail in this world until the Lord sets all things right. But praise God, until He comes to stand up and speak up and rescue His own and take up His dealings with Israel again and fulfill all His covenants and all His promises and bring His eternal purpose for all the ages to its full consummation, we have the words of the Lord, pure, purified, preserved, and able to save the soul. Yes, we can, as David did, find help in hard times in this wonderful book which God has given to us. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.